Welcome to LifeQuest, a program that directs you to subjects and books that will make a difference in your life. A program that will make you think and strengthen your journey of faith in the 21st century. My name is Dwight Lanehoff. I'm talking to Omar Miranda. He is an editor. He's a lay pastor, a writer, a consultant. He was the editor for many years of Insight Magazine, which was a youth uh, magazine. And then uh, he has written a book that we're going to talk with him about today called God Talks, Discovering the Best Life Hacks Ever. Omar, welcome to LifeQuest. Thank you so much, Pastor Dwight. I really appreciate it. In going through your book, I'm just going to pick out some things, and and you can talk more about why this book at this time. As a community mental health counselor for over 25 years, I've just noticed that that this is an issue that a lot of uh, kids and teenagers just have a really difficult time dealing with. Mm -hmm. The wisdom uh, seems to be kind of nebulous, and so I try to just simplify it and make it applicable and relevant to their lives. And and so the book of Proverbs is just a wonderful, uh, it's a wonderful way to, to really talk about dealing with, with real life and helping them to live more effectively, especially nowadays where there's so much more mental health issues. Uh, This is just a really relevant book. It is. And, and I realize as I know you do that, Many young people are going to skip over that book of the Bible as they're reading the Bible or studying it or that sort of thing. And so right at the beginning of it, you uh, mentioned a few things I'm going to ask you about. Because I ruin your book, Omar. I, I fold the pages down and I uh, underline and things like that. Yeah, you read like I do. <laughs> okay. So one of the things you, you bring out here is don't be a fool, Aren't some people born this way, or do they just learn it, or what do you think? Well, I think I think we're we're all prone to foolishness, mm-hmm. uh, but some of us tend to be more impulsive than others. Okay, uh, I count myself in that in that group. But the Book of Proverbs was really helpful for me, in so far uh, is that it really helped me to to understand the consequences of choices. Um, before I before I made the choices, and then that's that's why the book of Proverbs was actually written. Mm-hmm. The first nine chapters of Proverbs were written for young people. Uh, when you look at um, at the majority of the of the authorship of Proverbs, it was a guy by the name of King Solomon, who had seven hundred wives and three hundred concubines, and so he was literally writing to his children. And he had many, many children. Yeah. And he was writing, this was just wisdom that he was trying to share with them so they could live in a purposeful and effective life, you know, full of joy and freedom and minimize their their foolish choices. Not not totally get rid of them because, you know, we can't, as human beings, we're, we're going to make poor choices. But the book of Proverbs was written to help people so they could learn from the poor choices that other people have made, so they don't make the same mistakes. And right at the beginning of the book, in fact, it, as you point out from Proverbs 1-7, that we would say in today's language, it, it's time to take God serious. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that, 
that's where, you know, Solomon begins uh, everything. He realizes that the most important thing uh, is, is taking God seriously, listening to what he has to say, because if you don't take him seriously, if, if another way to put it would be that that take God to be telling the truth. You know, we live in a world of, of relativism and, and post-truth, and yeah. Uh, and so, what Solomon is very clearly saying is there are some things in life that are 100% true, and one of the one of the things in life that's going to be 100% true is if you make a poor choice, you're going to get a poor outcome. Omar, believe it or not, I was a teenager once, and ah. I pretty much like many teenagers, was pretty secure in my own understanding. I thought I knew a lot more than I did. My parents sometimes would uh, point things out or say things or warn me of things, and I didn't always take that seriously. I trusted my own judgment. In talking with young people, not just from this book, but included in this book, and your whole um, ministry that you've had through the years in various formats. How do you, how do you get people, young people especially, to to listen, to take seriously advice from someone older, like yourself? <laughs> Talking with them about looking at the choices they've made and looking at the consequences that they've had mm-hmm. um, can be a good first step in bridging bridging their their wisdom or bridging their understanding to to wisdom uh like you said before a lot of times they won't they won't listen unless they realize that it's helpful to to their lives you know when i was growing up it was it was similar to when you were growing up and the understanding was if it's true it works Uh but nowadays people tend to think if it works it's true uh and getting, getting especially young people to understand and recognize that there is a book of ancient wisdom that was written so long ago that is actually true and that works and that helps people to, to live a, a, a better life. And so I, I tend to approach people from, from, from a, a selfish perspective. I tend to focus on the fact that people typically like to talk about themselves yeah. and are typically self-centered. And so I ask, hey, you know what? Do you want to live a happy life? They'll say, yeah. Do you want to make good choices? Yeah. Do you want to not make stupid mistakes? Yeah. Hey, why don't you try this? And and when I, when I share the information found in the book of Proverbs, I don't say this is out of the Bible. Mm-hmm. I say, hey, you know what? Here's somebody who's been there, done that, got the T-shirt. Yeah. And when they when they begin to read it themselves, they 100% come to the same conclusion. This is good stuff. This makes sense. Wow. This is this is not nebulous or weird. This mm-hmm. is actually very realistic and very relevant and 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 not difficult to understand. That that's what I love about the Book of Proverbs. Is you know I'm not the brightest bulb in the box, but it, it, it lays it out. It says the wise person does this, and the person who's not wise does this. I mean, that's that's pretty simple to understand. A moment ago, you said that sometimes they say, well, if, if it works, that must, must be truth. 
But sometimes things do work that aren't truth for a short period of time, but you're right. emphasizing long-term right, truth. Right, right. One, one of the truths in Proverbs is that the person who makes wise choices will live not only a happy life, but will live a long life. And what I've seen pretty consistently is people who, people who don't follow in wisdom don't live a happy or long life. And sometimes they may live a happy life for a short period of time. Um, mm-hmm. Then it may turn bad, or they may live a good life for a long period of time, but um, something may happen because of their poor choices or consequences. Their life may be shortened all of a sudden. Um, and so that's when you have to talk with them about the book of Proverbs is a book of principles, not promises. Ah. And, and so, you know, it, it, it's interesting to me that, that people in this, in this culture tend to say, hang on for one second, people in this culture tend to say that they like to, they like to, um, say that there are absolutes, that there are no absolutes, but then they try to live their lives as though they're absolutes. Yeah. They try to lump every choice as to, you know, one plus one equals two. Well, yeah, it, in math it does, but not in life. Sometimes the attitude seems to be, well, okay, maybe there are some consequences, but... And then when they decide that they do need to change, the consequences are already there and will, and will affect them. Correct. Yeah, I, I I call it the principle of cascading consequences. Okay. I I live that out in my life, and and I see that pretty consistently, um, living out in, in somebody else's life. If somebody takes a pebble and throws it into a pond, there's there's a ripple effect. Uh-huh. And when somebody makes a decision to uh, I deal with a lot of teenagers who decide to um, get involved in, in some poor choices with, with substance abuse. They may say something like, you know, it's just, uh, it's just marijuana. It's mm-hmm. not that big a deal. But then marijuana keeps them from being motivated and going to school. And so their grades are poor. Marijuana keeps them from uh, being able to focus so they'd have poor relationships. Marijuana uh, increases their uh, their irritability and agitation. So they argue with a lot of people. Marijuana kills their motivation and their focus, so they're not going to work. So this one choice of smoking marijuana has affected five other areas of their life. Uh-huh. These are areas in which they could never have, have, have anticipated yeah. And so it's, it's, it's a cascading consequence, and by the time they realize they're in some deep water, like you said, they're in so deep it's very difficult to just stop because, okay, well, great, they stopped smoking the marijuana. Well, marijuana um, is, is, is addictive. The press will tell you it's not, and it is. It's emotionally and physiologically addictive, and so they're dealing with, they're dealing with coming down off of the, the addiction. And then they're dealing with trying to turn a D in math into an A. Right. They're dealing with trying to find a job. They're dealing with trying to restore healthy relationships. So you've got all these. And, and, and you know, making one change in your life is difficult enough, much less trying to make 
changes in four or five areas concurrently. Sure. Very, very difficult. When you want to talk to young people or any person of any age about what the Scripture calls wisdom, sometimes that gets in the way, doesn't it, the Word? And, and how do we convince them that they need to learn more about that, which I think was one of the issues that Solomon was aware of. Yes, yeah, and in chapter 1, he, he says over and over again, my son, of course, he's speaking with both both sons and daughters, mm-hmm. but using the, he's using the general term, my son. And, and you see in chapter 1, over and over again, he says uh, probably four, five, six, seven times, you know, listen to your father's wisdom, listen to your father's warning, you know, tie these things around your neck. Uh, he, he, and, and you're absolutely right. He's, he's, he's pleading with people almost to really take him seriously. Um, really, the only way that, that I've found to help people to, to listen is sometimes they have to experience some, some consequences of some poor choices. Um, I always try to focus on, hey, you know what, let's be proactive. Let's, let's focus on helping you make these positive choices before uh, you know, let's help you focus on doing the right things and thinking the right things and acting the right way so you're not dealing with poor choices. That's really the whole point of the book of Proverbs. But sometimes people, there are some people that the only way that they'll learn is dealing with negative consequences. I, I hate to say that. Like I said before, I was one of those people yeah. where um, you had, I had people in my life, my parents included, my teachers, lots of people in the community trying to mentor me and tell me that not to make poor choices, but I, I was just bound and determined to make poor choices. And uh, there are still consequences. I'm 50 years old. There are still consequences to this day I'm dealing with. I guess you, you have a spectrum here of people who ignore things and say, well, it's all going to turn out in the end on others who said, this is the worst thing I've ever done, which it probably isn't, you know, is there any hope? And one of the things you point out is that things could be got a lot worse, except for the fact that God is a merciful and uh, God and wants to help you, no matter what your decision, your choices were. Exactly, exactly. And God is so good, and that—that's what I love about the, the Book of Proverbs. To me, that's the—that's the genius in the Book of Proverbs is that it's written for every age and for every stage. There's something for everybody in in this book. Mm-hmm. It is. Out of uh, really, I, I write in the book that uh, second only to to uh, the Gospels, the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and, and, and John. To me, the wisdom books and the book of Proverbs are really the most important books in the, in, in the Bible because they're just they're written with so much, you know, where, where the rubber meets the road type stuff, mm-hmm. where you can really sink your teeth into it. It's not It's not just, you know, the book, there's lots of books of prophecy in the Bible. Those, those are wonderful. The books of history in the Bible are wonderful. Some of the letters, you know, in the New Testament are, are, are wonderful. But to me, from somebody who, who has dealt with so many poor choices in my life and, and working with the, the, with, with the folks that I do, deal with, the book of Proverbs, to me, reaps the most be- benefit because it is, it is such a, a powerful book to positively affect somebody's life. Because I've seen people who, who are not even Christians 
take the truths found in the book of Proverbs, because wisdom is wisdom, yeah. and truth is truth, and live those things out, and their lives have become better. And so by extension, the book of Proverbs ends up being more of, of an evangelistic tool mm-hmm. than Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You know, I was reading here in, in, in another section in which you talk about the fact that it's okay, it's good to make good decisions at any time, but wouldn't it be better to make good decisions and choices before you make the decision <laughs> and instead of, instead of afterwards? Because, yeah, sometimes you say, okay, how can I get out of this? But being proactive before we make a choice and move forward uh, is the best way. It is, and, and, and that's what's highlighted in the book of Proverbs. Um, and and you, you, if you look at if you look at the I mean, you can't really study the book of Proverbs without understanding some of the background of the author. Solomon was the majority wrote wrote the majority of the of, of the Proverbs. There were one or two other people who wrote, uh, but but if you look at his life, you know, he made some poor choices for 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 much of his life. Mm-hmm. He wrote other books of the Bible. He wrote Song of Solomon or Song of Songs and the Book of Ecclesiastes, which is uh, just another wonderful wisdom book. And, you know, he spent the majority of his life doing foolish things, and the Bible says that he was the wisest person in the world. But wisdom doesn't always equal positive choices. You know, you, you you can have lots of really good information but not live it out. And so he's writing from the perspective of, look at what I did. Please don't follow in my footsteps. Please listen to what I have to tell you. I liked your illustration here about uh, active shooter training course that you took. And, and the trainer kept saying, if you listen to me, you'll live. I think that was really important, the message to put out there. Yes, and that's exactly what Solomon is saying, not just, not just that you'll, that you'll live physically, but you'll have a happier life. You'll have a happier life, a better life emotionally, and physically, and mentally, and, and spiritually. I, I've known some people who, who have made poor choices in their life and have turned it around, but, but you look at the, sometimes the decades mm-hmm. of, of, of negative consequences and, and burned relational bridges, and uh, there's no reason that people should have to make those poor choices and deal with that. If we just heed the call of Proverbs, and that's why that's why the, the book is called God Talks, because uh, many, many times we listen to what everybody else has to say. We listen to, you know, the pundits, and we listen to the people on, on, on TED Talks, and we listen to the people online, and we listen to the YouTube influencers, but we've got an, an, the most amazing influencer of all, but we're not paying attention to it. And that leads me to my next question. Would you define for our listeners, and by the way, folks, if you've just tuned in, I'm talking with Omar Miranda. He has written a book called God Talks, Discovering the Best Life Hacks Ever. Would you define for us the difference between Bible reading and Bible study? Oh, for sure. Bible reading is just kind of a a light or cursory reading of, of the Bible, and, and God promises in, in the Bible that if you put it into your brain, it's going to be a blessing. But I, I like to, to think of it like this. If I knew, without a doubt, 100%, that I could invest 
uh, $1, and I would get back uh, a certain percentage of investment. And mm-hmm. it, was, it, it was a done deal. Would I invest $1 or would I invest $100? <laughs> and that's the difference between Bible reading and Bible study. Yeah. Bible reading is, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to read it, I'm going to put it in my brain, but I'm going to study it. I'm going to really chew on it and meditate on it and think on it and really take uh, one one idea, or I'm going to find something I'm dealing with, and I'm going to find every verse in the Bible, or I'm going to read a story that has to do with, with that thing. The beauty of the Bible is that, and, and not just the wisdom books, but all the Bible is that, it tells stories of real people dealing with real problems. Yeah. So if you deal with anxiety or depression or fear, or you've, you're you're somebody who's made a, a a a choice to have sex before you get married, or or you're anything, you can find a story or a principle in the Bible that deals with that specific issue. And then you can not just read it, but then you can study it, you can pour over it, and you can gain wisdom, which is knowledge to help you live life better. I, When I was younger, I, I do remember falling into this kind of trap of, here's how to read the Bible in uh, completely through in one year. And you just keep racing through it, let's put it that way, to get right. to get those under you. And then I I had a, a couple of guys come to one of the churches I was pastoring, and they had a seminar in which we had to take a, a verse in the Bible. We had to write it then in our own language. And, the, and then we had to say, but what does this mean? And what does it mean to me? And it was very helpful in redirecting people to how, the difference between reading and studying. Exactly, and, and there's a, a just a world, a world of difference. Psalm 119, which is another wisdom book, the Book of Psalms, is just a wonder. It's the longest psalm in the Bible, yeah. but it, it's all about it's all about the power and the wisdom of the Word of God, of the Bible. And in that psalm, he 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 he, he says, "I will meditate on your law, on your laws and precepts. I will meditate," which is basically to me, when somebody's meditating on something, I always think of of a cow or a goat kind of chewing the cud. Just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just yes. just grabbing grass and not just chewing it and swallowing it, but then chewing it and chewing it and chewing it and chewing it some more and chewing it some more. And that's the difference between studying and 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 meditating or 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 uh, studying and just reading. Yeah. There's really you're really drawing as much of the nutrition and the nourishment from the word of God. And you're absolutely right. It has, there are levels of it, and someone can gain a blessing from reading something, and the more they think on it, the more they, they, they really think about it, they can gain more of a blessing. And they, they, they allow, once they put it in their brain and really think about it, it, it enables the Holy Spirit to, to really use it more effectively in their life. The book is called God Talks, Discovering the Best Life Hacks Ever. It's by Omar Miranda. Omar, where can our listeners get a copy of this book? They can get a copy of the book at Mm Amazon.com. And uh, they can just go there and type my name in uh, or type in Omar Miranda and God Talks. Uh And they can find it on Amazon.com. Fantastic. Really, really enjoyed writing the book. 
uh, and I hope it's I hope it's it'll be a real blessing to to many people. Omar, thanks for being with us on LifeQuest. Thank you so much, Pastor Dwight. Thanks for listening to LifeQuest today. If you have questions or comments, you may send them to LifeQuest at lifetalk.net. My name is Dwight Lanehoff. This program comes to you from studios in the Meadowglade Church, Battleground, Washington.